Hey friends, welcome back to Behind the Bison. We are back hiding behind, behind the, bison, the bison very right. timidly. We're all, we all, we've all <laughs> no, come we're from very behind the bison. Gathered behind the bison. <laughs> Just sneaking out from behind the bison. We're here here. to discuss its backside. Can we come out yes. now? <laughs> <laughs> this has oh. very different intentions for being behind yeah, the bison. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're here to cover the rest of our second season of our wonderful show that we were able to enjoy with each other um last week we talked about kind of the first half we got into some cool conversations and i think this second half we get into some, some heavier stuff man oh no this is this is some some stuff goes down man here yeah it wasn't bad and enough so, to do it the first time now we gotta yeah. do it again <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. you know nothing yeah, no, i guess nothing really huge happened yeah it's pretty pretty tame yeah, yeah pretty tame this yeah. back half yeah pretty that much got killed my to, girlfriend that's oh geez we'll get to that <laughs> oh we're already there the wound is open <laughs> But um, girlfriend turned into a sword. Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, I forgot to ask before we started recording. At least one of us has Twitch open, right? No. What's Twitch? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. I can. Alright, let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, let's get into this. We split up kind of the second half of the season into four arcs for us to talk about and we're just going to cover them arc by arc and if uh any of you listeners have questions live i think it's nick probably is, is someone shaving to us <laughs> nick shaving nick, are, you, are you shaving below the camera it's just shaving his legs <laughs> Oh, thank God it's his legs. I think the mother would have actually been something shorting or something like that, because I can't hear you. I see your mouth moving. But... We'll let yeah, Nick, Nick we, figure, yeah, figure that out. We got nothing from you, Nick. Well, let's... I think maybe you chewed your wire when you, when you put it in your mouth. You're not supposed to chew that, Nick. You <laughs> got mixed up with the hair. <laughs> Clippers went straight through. Now he's just eating it live <laughs> in front of us. <laughs> May as well go all the way and just finish eating your microphone. <laughs> so Nick is in Vegas, everybody. And mm -hmm. uh, we're trying it's to Vegas, pressure Nick. him to do all the things that no one, you know, that everyone expects people to do in Vegas, I guess. Like eat their microphones. <laughs> like, like eat their microphones. Like, Shave while uh, I'm streaming. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Nick figures that out. I think we can we can move into this kind of first arc that uh we first we stepped into in season two. Totes. We, we called under here saving dragons and obtaining water lilies. This is kind of when Nick will be back. Nick will be right back. Uh, this is when we wanted to. Did we specifically? I forget. Did we specifically want to find dragons for the bones? For part of the ritual or are we just that was, got no more? that was less of a of a thing like we weren't like let's go find you know the ashes of a dragon defeated in ritual combat and i think yeah. it was much more like um 
Che wanted to connect with that specific dragon, right? Mm. You know, that, oh, yeah, yeah. The one that we saved back in season one. Sorry, Nick. We're just going to have to talk about you <laughs> and all of your thoughts and feelings. Oh, Ooh. oh no. Now he's shaving louder. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nick. I think you're going to have to go uh, without the headphones. Yeah. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. That was a yeah from Johnny. That, that was a yeah from Johnny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Johnny was doing like a pantomime of Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I just changed changed the mic to uh... the get computer. out of here, Nick. <laughs> Come back in out. without your Nick, mic. Nick, turn the razor <laughs> off, Nick. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, okay. right. oh, no. just... This is like me at the airport, but worse. Yeah, make sure you turn on echo cancellation now that you're going through the computer mic. It can't be changed for recording. <laughs> uh, give us this. Uh, give us Twitch, a, give, give us, us, us one second. Goodness. We stopped the stream so he could show us. That was an intervention. (laughs) Well, uh, Nick, we were just talking about um, this, the whole rescuing the dragon sequence, kind of revisiting that character that we introduced in the first season and Che's kind of drive to reconnect with that dragon. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it is just like I don't think there's anyone at that age, especially people going through difficult things who don't want somebody to like tell them what to do, <laughs> like give them some direction. Mm-hmm. But Che also is obviously a, the kind of character who's like, but I'm not going to listen to some random guy, you know? <laughs> so uh, it was very much like a, yeah, maybe this dragon can finally yeah. be like some sort of force. <laughs> Because I just I, I was che. running out of ideas to like give Che something to like Che just lost all hope in people and he was like oh, dragons aren't people. Well, it's just like every like authority figure we came up against, it was like a very quick like, okay, how many times is this person gonna mess up in front of Che until Che's like, all right, I, I owe you no respect at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That it just is like the epitome of like just this yep. heightened view of yourself that I think Jay has mm. or like struggles with the entire time it's like ah oh, the only person I'll actually listen to is uh like one of the greatest yeah. creatures mm. in our the original firemeners <laughs> no one else will do 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 you and Brozik do you guys feel like you got what you wanted from your interactions with the dragons Rosa came out of the interaction learning how to breathe fire. So <laughs> So Danny says yes, but what about Rosa? <laughs> um so cuz I feel like more than that, right? Like you learn yeah. stuff. But this is like, kind of jumping ahead. Like But I do I know, think a- there was that cool interaction where there was a conversation between Rosa and the dragon. Um and I think that mm-hmm. did teach Rosic a lot because I know Rosic was kind of standoffish and came to himself and kind of not going to Che for advice and then he just walked to the dragon and was like help me <laughs> I'm so lost <laughs> and 
So I think besides the fire breathing, I think Rosalic was able to come out of that with like, oh, dragons are wise and they're not just cool. <laughs> wise and cool. The wise and cool. Yeah, for Che, I think as like a like, like a narrative, a character narrative, the whole point of like, not even just the dragon, but I really liked that it ended up being a fight with the Fire Nation to start everything. Mm -hmm. It really became about like resolving, right. finally resolving his like identity as like a, of mm. for all intents and purposes a member of the Fire Nation, and also its at the time greatest opponent at least in his own mind hmm. Hmm. i yeah. think the dragon specifically also... oh sorry oh no i'm saying i was just gonna say it was a you also is another agni kai opportunity for che <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was the yep. last that ended up being the last one though that was, that was the last Agni Kai. I'm glad it was too. That felt like a good, like you said, I think, Nick, like a good way to like end that part yeah. of Che's story. No, I think the dragon said something along the line, or so just his inter in his interactions with the dragon, Che definitely just got to the point where he's like, there are like great things about the Fire Nation and fire and fire bending and like how those all are like. I mean, the point of Avatar is that those things are all like inherently connected. Um, those concepts and like I think something yeah. about the dragon being gentle and wise and just so much just such a better force like it was sacrificing mm. itself to try to protect the the eggs and stuff just helped him like work out like where he was and what his relationship was with those those things mm. Mm. It taps into like this very like ancient elemental feel for me where it's like to be before like a dragon or a lion turtle like it's like a grounding type of thing i think for the characters and for me just like the way i conceive of it as a person i'm like this mm. is like humbling i'm kind mm. of yeah it's kind of like the idea here. of like mm. hearing an interpretation of something or a description of something throughout your whole life and how like it's almost like telephone right like mm. they're the fire nation's idea of fire itself has been like warped through time mm -hmm. and to see it presented in its yeah. basis form i mean i'm literally stealing that from an episode of avatar not that i want to spoil the series <laughs> straight up is a whole plot line for yeah. a character but like it is a very powerful idea just like seeing it in its rawest form and being like oh we've completely we've completely gotten this wrong i don't know how yeah. we got here but it's it's just been wrong for however long yeah Yeah, I remember that whole sequence too being really cool. We were kind of, it was a very dynamic encounter. We all kind of had our yeah. own grounds to cover. It was, and yeah. Yeah, I remember Rose like was, he found that cave and he started running to that. And I think Liko was beating up some Fire Nation <laughs> soldiers or something. Liko was trying to save that dragon, that first dragon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Liko and, and Ren over there, really yeah. Cool. That was, that was that, really that, rough. That was rough. And oh, and Osa was confronted with Psychons yes, um, in the cage, um, which I think was like the first time that like he had that opportunity to like see his past. I think uh, in the loss of he saw um, uh, Ketsun before this, but you know, like seeing somebody who represented mm. the loss of his people. I think 
yeah. and so closely connected mm-hmm. to she, right? And well, like, yeah, that's that's what I'm and saying. Like his yeah. previous mm-hmm. life and death, and like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like this, I think was the first time that like he had to since coming back had to like deal with again those like past feelings of like I lost yeah, everybody. Also, let him I've go. Loved or cared about. I think that was yeah. and that was kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's I was such really a good wondering like that. what he I'm would sorry. do. Oh, yeah, go for it, man. I was saying, I feel like that also I like represents really the new character that Osa became after his resurrection. I love he, the the narrative implication mm-hmm. of it all because, like, yeah, last episode, last behind the bison, Johnny was talking about how, uh, you know, Osa was like, "This is a win win scenario for me to die here because now I don't have to live mm. with the consequences of." you know my people being dead but i also get to take mm. it out on the person who is like at most mm. responsible um but then to switch that on its yeah. head and he's presented with the situation after dying after spending more time with us after I, at that point he's pretty much he pretty much knows what's mm. going to happen to him and has accepted it um because he went off and did his own yeah. thing at the air temples before the dragon stuff mm. <clears throat> for him to see Psycon yes, yep. and be like yeah just go it's just I don't know it's really cool I think it was mm. very very implicative of the journey the spiritual journey that he had gone on kind of off screen so mm-hmm. just very cool sure yeah that is that is really interesting because yep. he like just gotten his airbending back and so it would be like I feel like it would be a like it would be an airbending thing yep. to like a prisoner go right like they wouldn't keep prisoners and so like he in that moment had became an airbender i don't think he could have more than he ever had before the intent for revenge like in his heart right like obviously ang is an extreme example like sure. the air nomads yeah. definitely fought to defend themselves that's why there were fire nation corpses in the temples but like well they just laid down to rest after they one. Oh right, you're right. Yeah, and then just people don't die died. in ATLA. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, Aang's pacifism <sighs> is like extreme for a reason. Right? He yeah. takes it as part mm-hmm. of his survivor's guilt, but it's still like a part of being an air nomad. Tech, like being yeah. a pacifist, not yes. wanting to kill and take life. So like, having resolved that revenge, and then finally making that choice to be like, I am not going to kill you is. Yeah pretty cool and that was like yeah. um i think that was always one of the things we're missing johnny johnny's figuring out his internet connection right now i'll say if johnny was here it'd be um i would talk about it with if him. we're still talking about it when he gets back i i think that was one of the reasons too why i when johnny and i were like when he told me he was done with showbon and i was like what if we found some ways to bring osa back i think that was one of the like key things like i was always really interested in with osa is like how does an airbender ignore that pacifism part like how do they struggle with that and like Hmm. we like started to get into that a little bit and then osa saw she and was just like screw that and like just (laughs) went for broke and so like this i think like presenting psychon in this way was it was like another opportunity to like really play into that like what what does somebody what is an airbender so filled with anger and revenge how did they come at uh pacifism and uh redemption and forgiveness um we're just uh johnny we're talking about um the, the osa and psychon mm. 
in the dragon fight and like how that really felt like culminative of like his journey as an airbender as an air nomad really as an air nomad yeah no thoughts cool sorry I was getting a phone call. <laughs> you're good like, cool. Um, cool all right all right thanks for catching me up <laughs> yeah no i i agree like i think that like part of what i i wanted to have come out in that moment was this idea that like which kind of an extension of the idea that we explored in season one where that i was i was kind of pulling at with osa where like that that old quote i said this the first time we did behind the bison where it's like if you go seeking revenge you need to dig two graves like mm-hmm. one for yourself as well as the person that you're going after and um kind of wanted to pull on that thread a little bit more and like okay like if if osa and i think he did learned his lesson seeking revenge then and now he's trying to pursue the the true way of the air nomads then what is his reaction going to be yeah. to psychon and i think like forgiveness and altruism was the only option mm-hmm. if if he had learned his lesson yeah i think in a tiny way it also starts to like reveal the scale to which like osa is starting to think right like he's about to become one with the spirit of like rebirth which is the cycle of the entire like world yeah and it's like mm-hmm. what is this one guy you know what is this one guy's existence is it really worth it to take this life it's just i don't know this is cool uh, ramp up to that whole idea <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean and and we'll probably get to this later but like even one of the kind of my own headcanon things is we know that after uh cabo was doing his thing that like she was one of the people that got brought back to life yeah and who uh i think that <laughs> you know i she, swear she did um, I swear. no but i I think that there's like a very, in my mind, once Osa kind of understood fully who he was and what he was and could sense various things, like, I think that he was aware that she was alive. And mm. in my mind, he actually like sent spirits to help Sycon find her in hopes mm. that like Sycon would like teach her to be what he had become. Mm. I really like that. I like that headcanon. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we touched a little bit on Rosic and Trey, Che's training with the dragon, but correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we kind of move into like pseudo downtime during this sequence? That's and like how we got to also this, train actually. Yeah, bit? it was before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was before this. Yeah. All right. So we had like the, the end of the Spirit Library was kind of like the mid-season break. And then mm. um, I felt like we needed a little like downtime to like kickstart and push the rest of the season um and so yeah we kind of just did a little downtime i was gonna ask this is not like narrative um what did you guys think of that because like i i came up with a lot of that off off the top of my head like a couple weeks before leading up to that um i'm curious if you guys like thought it worked the downtime into the yeah it worked yeah uh it was like one of my favorite parts of the season really i think that dragon (laughs) like like no no exaggeration i think that dragon fight is such such a huge moment for so many characters yeah and like so you have the testing moment with osa which was incredible you have che finally sort of finishing his his really finishing his whole successor playbook and and Mm -hmm. figuring out what his lineage means to him rosic has more stuff with his dad more 
you kind of get more of his frustration instead of like a resolution to it which is good because mm. you don't want too much resol- resolving in the middle of a season and but mm. i think something that we keep glossing over like uh Liko's scene with the dying dragon mm, was yeah. like mm. heart-wrenching and yeah. like so mm-hmm. beautiful and just it was so good and ren was there too <laughs> i don't wanna, i don't want to forget about ren but <laughs> <laughs> oh it's okay Ren just felt <laughs> helpless and invisible. So if you gloss over his presence, I think, that would be very but I fitting. do, I do really think that it, like, for Ren and Rosic, it's it wasn't resolution, um, but like, just a, a pure like, hey, this is their problem, and this is what they're going to mm-hmm. be facing for the rest of this season. Yeah, um, and we kind of need that because again, mid season, still, still half a season to go. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was great. So to answer nice. your question, I thought that That's whole thing was awesome. I was going to say, too, like, as we're just talking about it now, um, like, I'm going to take that and learn from that because I think that's a great example to GMs and players playing uh, games in Forged in the Dark, where uh, downtime activities, like the things that the characters do in between their missions can help influence what the next mission is going to be. Right? Because that whole Mm. thing came up by you spending your downtime actions to find the dragon and learn from it. And I think it was a role that was like, they need something more. And the more was, you need to go stop these other Fire Nation soldiers from killing more of my people. I think there's something special about getting to a certain point of like maturity in a story where there's just all this material, all this development under your belt. And then like letting the characters breathe. Hmm. There's just like magical things that happen. Yeah. When you have that space. Yeah. You have to wait until the right moment. Like you can't just like do it early. Totally. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And like most of the arcs that we have is like Justin throwing more and more worse things at us. And that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but but like there were also like just like really cool moments when you let up. So yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It um they're needed. <laughs> I think they help the GM brain too. Like take a step and be like, okay, let me pause, think about what's coming up next and start, you know planning for that instead of just go 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 and there's like those i i think i ask because those are the most anxiety ridden arcs for me is the ones that i have like not thought in the slightest about at all and i'm like it's more player control (laughs) okay like how how is this gonna like come up and like to nick's point i think it was like a really narratively beautiful arc like there wasn't a lot of like um obstacles in like the sense of like we're trying to get to like endpoint B and there's all these things in our path it was more just like the culmination of so many people's stories in that moment so yeah yeah let your players let your players lead the narrative <laughs> mm-hmm. really I'm cool. taking notes for uh for the <laughs> next you. Avatar Legends yeah, campaign <laughs> I would love I've said this before I I struggle with like small stakes quiet stories like i just gravitate towards like big good versus evil hear the things i would love to see like a small stakes avatar campaign i think that would be like really cool to see the guy comes into the cafe and he knocks over your teacup it's <laughs> <laughs> not small stakes anymore what do you that's, do no that's pretty that big is, that's, 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 that's sacred that's sacred he calls that's it deal, he calls that's it <laughs> He calls it hot leaf juice. Civil war started. <laughs> we went from zero to 60 real quick. I'm sorry, oh, everybody. God. 
I still have to learn this too. I gotta tone it down. <laughs> oh. But yeah, soon right. after training with the dragons, kinda with the dragon rescuing them, training with them, we our party found ourselves at the Water Tribe Sacred Island. I'm pretty sure Che did like a bombing run to distract mm-hmm. them. But we wonder, yeah, we, we kinda we were kinda covert and tactical about it. Wasn't wasn't <laughs> wasn't Osa doing a bombing run? Yeah, it was, was Osa. Osa doing, oh, it was Osa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Osa was doing bombing runs. Yeah, I had armed him with my bombs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah. I had my glider, so I was flying Sport. and dropping. Uh, bombs. Yeah, it made yeah. the most sense for the airbender to be in the air and the gr- earthbender to be on the ground. To be on the ground. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, it's I a guess good call. Makes sense. Yeah, radical, radical strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and with that really hilarious sequence of Ren running up, being like. Oh, they're captured and running back down. <laughs> I was, I was a little frustrated. You know, that was just kind of one of those things where you, like, to varying degrees, you feel thwarted, and yeah. it's like this could have gone I well. Mean, this could have gone well. It could have been a very interesting story if you just had Ren keep going. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to throw out there that it was like our most successful plan. <laughs> it like, was a very successful plan. Yeah, the rolls are in your it favor. Pretty much. Yeah, it pretty much went according to like we had yeah. issues. Yeah, but we got. Where are you drawing the boundaries around the plan in your head, Nick? Because, because for me, I'm like, we had to use a moment of bounce to get a water lily out of there. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious, like, what what your thoughts are about the brackets of this plan? We got into the secret cave, right? Without yeah. too much fuss, we yeah. had some issues, and sure, there was a fight in there, but I feel like that was somewhat inevitable. Um, sure, we almost certainly lost the water lilies and the water. But we didn't, you know. I'm gonna throw yeah. that out there. Yeah, we did not do it's that. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean, like, but like as our plans go, usually, like the more grand our plan is as characters in this series, usually the more went wrong along the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was every always the simplest plans that ended up working. But this was like this plan had the most details that actually worked out. I feel like yes, there were a Except lot of moving maybe, pieces. Yeah, maybe the assault on uh, Kyoshi Island is like the closest rival. Um, that was pretty effective, uh, but yeah. cool not Gimo kind of was there the whole time. So you can question yeah. how effective some of that plan was. Gino. Good old not Gimo. Gino. Gino. <laughs> <laughs> right can you just imagine that as like a poignant face-off between Ren and Gino when he realizes that it's not him? And he says that to his face. You're not Gimo. You're Gino. <laughs> oh god. I completely <laughs> forgot that Rosak had used his moment of balance in the yeah. yep. in that room. Oh, made a dome fire dome fire wait dome. so Danny remind me what, what playbook had you switched Rosic to after burning I had switched from the guardian <laughs> to the foundling that is the playbook Daniel that is the playbook in avatar legends the TRPG the TRPG where you get to choose two trainings, so you're cooler than everyone else. No, you it's kind of the whole. I'm just turning it Yeah, if you yeah, take well, a move, I think you just whole... get that as a foundling, oh, right? Oh, but you you just get two trainings. Yeah, you as a just founding. get two trainings. Yeah, but um, 
But the whole theme behind the foundling is you're kind of stuck between these two heritages and you're trying to find your identity in that. And so I was like, I can identify with that. I'm half Filipino, half white. Like, white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. I think I was able to use the only time I was able to use like a foundling specific move. Yeah. Like it's like playbook move was with the dragon. Mm, yeah, you did do it with the dragon. And That's then, right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. like um, when when you come from the culture or something like that, and you like speak to them from yeah, out you, of that culture. Yeah, yeah. If you try to connect to someone with a shared culture and yeah and i was like we both fire so i have a question for you dan mm-hmm. while we're yes. on this topic what okay so the moment of balance is like your expression of the playbook right that's really it's yeah. supposed to be like a culmination so what role was do you think rosic was like finding in that moment of balance as like a resolution to his heritage as a family Like, are you asking specifically, like, which of the foundlings' roles? No, no, no. So, like, the point of the foundling is to, like, oh. find your place in these two heritages yeah. that you have connections with. What do you think that place was, at least, like, in the expression of that moment, of that use of that moment yeah. of balance? So, this is also funny when I'm talking about it, because I feel like Rosak kind of took step backs in later sequences, like, on, yeah, on which is fine during the naval I mean, battle, mm-hmm. but I... I looked at it and I was like, because I feel like before this, Rosic was kind of stepping into a more like aggressive, like, like you were saying too, he was very frustrated with everything going on mm-hmm. with his life and his past. And he was kind of taking a more aggressive stance in a lot of conflicts and situations. And he kind of saw this moment to just use his firebending and how he treats that martial art. Hmm as like a purely neutral a neutral way he didn't a neutral jing. yeah a neutral jing. He, he he stepped into kind of his mother's teachings yeah. and rather than just blasting everyone with fire he's like i just want to end this yeah and you know and so i guess i don't know if that answers your question i guess you did step more into <laughs> no it was it was very his, interesting yeah yeah so yeah. like I always saw it as like Rosic's Rosic's like switching of playbooks was like him not necessarily finishing with Guardian but being like is this really what I want to do like why am I doing this it mm, became like right. it's less of like for Che he was done with successor like that was we had completed that playbook let's move on for Rosic it was like mm. this playbook just kind of doesn't make sense anymore where, where are we going and I really like that because I think that the answer Rosic found whenever he like really was pushed to find an answer was that he was a protector, mm-hmm. like through mm. and through. Like Guardian was always the playbook you should, sh- like he should have, right? But like wow. he went on this journey where he sort of lost mm. his connection with that, yeah, that part of himself. Yeah, because I think Rosic has a character, and I remember I talked to Justin about this during. I, I was going to use Chase and Rosak's conversation during the Sand Sailor race to sort of determine if Rosak would step into Foundling. He was going to try kind of use a conversation to determine does Che need me? And by the end of that, he found like, oh, like 
Chase still loves me and I love him, but I don't need to feel this pressure to kind of be his sole protector, you know? And I feel like from there to here, there was kind of that. Yeah. That was like that entire journey. I like that because then that, that it feels like then Rosic was like, well, if I'm not Chase's protector, who am I protecting? And he yeah, was like, he was, he was like nobody. And so if I don't, if I'm not protecting anybody, who am I? And so he took the foundling to like find that, and then eventually decided like, no, I am the person that protects people. I am, I'm the one that stands between. Mm-hmm. And I like you can even see that too in like the final fight, which I'm sure we'll get to. But like Roslick was just like in <laughs> Cabo's face the entire time, just like not letting Cabo get anything <laughs> on anyone else. Roslick took so much, fight. so much for us. But I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I have so much to say about that fight. We can yeah. let's just. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, moments of balance make succeeding goals very easy oh there was so we're still we're still on the dragon fight uh sort of and i just wanted to say really quickly i i knew once i had finished that scene that i could not do another moment of balance with with che you're done yep that's it that's i'm not i could technically do i could have done one last one um because i had switched playbooks which opens up another moment of balance yeah but uh i was Mm. like nope this is <laughs> um was this the moment of balance too with rosic where like after you were just so excited to use it that i didn't even ask you like are you at your center and then after this yep, every time someone yep. mentioned him like now are you at your center because <laughs> i think i because i wasn't right you were no you weren't center. no yeah, yeah i was I'm one off indeed. i was one off yeah. my like favorite thing was that all of the rest of us were like, oh, man, dude, like, we need to retcon that, basically, like, do that episode over. No. like, And Danny's just like, I got away with something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, no, a, that's we can a go thing. Back now. Like, people, people, like, <laughs> tables, regular tables get rules wrong all the time. Like, it's just a part yeah. of playing TTRPGs. I, we have never said we are the masters of the rules and everything we do is exactly how the core rule. Like, I, we try to. The rule keeping. We try yeah. to. But, we try. you know. We try to follow. <laughs> inevitably people are gonna <laughs> yeah. fail also i don't i don't mm-hmm. know if i'm remembering this correctly but if if danny had been like all like planning to use that moment of, i know it just kind of came to him in the moment yeah uh mm-hmm. but if he had been planning it i think there was a time where he like moved his balance one way when he could have moved it the other way yeah so it could like yeah. rules is written it, it could have worked out if he had been if he had just it. changed yeah. differently yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no yeah. and i think that's ultimately why i was like i don't really care like it it, it will be fine yeah, I don't plan yeah. things. Um, before we before before we move on, before we move on, uh, I should I should say here a little little GM behind the scenes. Uh, up until this arc, Danny and I were talking, and Danny was like, you know, I'd be interested to see, oh yeah, uh, like what a romantic relationship would be like for Rosic. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's tease that out a little bit. And so that was why I had Wyasia in there. I was like, oh, I wonder, like, I'll just put this character in, just see what Danny, like, does with it. And 
Danny was like, I am not interested was, in this at all. And I'm like, okay, cool. Funny. We'll before drop it. The fact, before and, the fact. Yeah, he's like, I want to do this. Like, and I'm like, okay, all right. Cool. And then during, I was like, no, 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 no I don't like it. I don't like it. I, like it. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like it worked out really well, though. Because no, it, it felt so like casual and just kind yeah. of like, I don't know. It was good. No, yeah. it, it ended up working out, but I realized very quickly, I was like, oh, he is not interested in this thread at all, and so I will drop it immediately. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I'm so sorry, Justin. No, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny, too, because like the struggle was like, well, I painted this character in this corner, so like I have to keep playing this character like this, but I know this character is not going to show up again ever, because Rosic is not interested in them at all. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, all right. Um, let's move on. Do you, do you, uh, anyone else you want to move on? Move so, on. moving yeah. into this other, oh, this next arc, I I kind of want to look at a um, a live question on Twitch here because it, it. kind of has to do. Yeah. So during this, first of all, I want to preface this by saying during this whole sequence of Ren, kind of becoming pirate lord and whatever, I was during those sessions. Me personally, I was. A little more distant emotionally just because of some personal living situations that i had and that kind of moves into a question caleb has that says how much does your personal life affect your character decisions and well, for me real, it was, yeah, I was, a lot. was basically just catatonic <laughs> <laughs> during that whole sequence yeah i mean like <laughs> like it's one thing if you have like scripted acting and you try your best to prepare yourself to bring whatever is required to the prepared scene. Yeah. But when you're improving, there's this more like open gate between your current yeah. emotional state yeah. and what you choose mm. to do with the character. So I think there's like a lot, there's a lot of, you know, back and forth there. And for me, it especially shows up with my loopiness uh, when I was first doing like middle of the night sessions from yeah. Spain, which is when I did the musical for Ren. Um, so, I mean, no that's doubt, right. like that's, yeah. that's part of the mix here. Yeah, it's definitely connected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's impossible to like keep those things entirely separate. Like you are always going to bleed into the character at yeah. least a little bit. Like, I feel like I am pretty good at keeping those two things separate as much as a person can be like, I, I can confidently say that there were times where Osa was doing really well or Shoban was doing really well and I was in a terrible mood or yeah. a terrible mm. place and uh, that didn't pull the character into a terrible place. Now, whether or not I'm able to make that level of distinction for healthy reasons is an entirely different conversation. <laughs> sure. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but like, I feel like most of the time my personal life didn't bleed into the character's life. Mm. Actually, sometimes I feel like I had more of the opposite, opposite problem hmm. where like things were going wrong for my character and i was in a bad oh, yeah, mood yeah. after we finished sure, recording sure. oh that is interesting i also i think something we got in the habit of which i think is really good is um before we would start recording or like even before we jumped on if someone was having like a really really time um like we would often like tell like be up front be like hey i'm i'm not having a good day um just want you all to know that like going into this because it's it will probably affect how i show up to to this recording and like it's great because yeah. like it lets us know like um you know like we can the rest of us can cover like what we can in the narrative you know we can take more of a space so that you can like 
have some time to like sit right. back. Um, and it also just a helps more us. Attunement. Yeah, a little attunement to like how that person's feeling. So yeah, we got in the habit of that, and I I really liked that we do that as a group. Um, mm-hmm. Normalize Me people too. people having bad days, and uh, even when you mm-hmm. do like content creation like this, like you're gonna have bad days. There are so many days that I'm like I I don't want to be here right now. Like this yeah. is a yeah. this is work. It's a lot of work for me right now. We show up and mm. we do it because I I want to to do it and I want to put something out there that that is fun to listen to. So I show up, but like yeah, I, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to like I don't want to be doing this thing that I have told myself I need to do. <laughs> yeah, and often when you show up, like you do better than you thought you would. It's true, and yeah. also like there is there is a lot of enjoyment in it. Yeah, so. like I remember. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to get like listener feedback from that too. Like I remember back in season one, that Genu arc was like one of those times for me. And I think I told you all, I'm like this, I'm struggling. Yeah. This is, I'm, there's yeah. a lot happening. I don't know what this like part of the story is going to be. And like, we had a f- number of people being like, this is one of my favorite arcs of season one. And I'm like, awesome. Great. Mm. Because that was a, that was hard for me to GM. <laughs> that was a really difficult like period of episodes to GM. Um, yeah, and so it's always fun when like you think it's not good, and someone's like, "Oh, I really liked, I really liked that." That that stuff means the world to to people that like put out content. I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think too. I think it's like probably harder on your side of the table than it is for us with that kind of thing because like when you're just playing a character, you can just be like, "Okay, like everybody else, take the spotlight for a little while," and I'm gonna. Yeah just be in the background but when you're gming you don't really have that luxury spotlight yeah yeah Yeah. you're in charge of making sure the spotlight moves around yeah Yeah. you have to be fully involved during the entirety of the um do a good job yeah no i was just gonna say as far as like emotional state um i always try to give myself like a uh cheat code cheat sheet really with my characters because like i always build them with the intention of grappling with some part of myself or just something that i'm familiar with um right and so for chase it was just like it was so easy to slip into like how is che feeling about this because it's like these are things that i've struggled with or dealt with in my life so it's just like okay how did i feel when i was doing this thing Mm. so even if i was feeling a kind of way it was fairly easy for me to be like okay but che is doing this right now Mm. um so yeah, that's kind of my answer to that one. Yeah. I feel like that Twitch question directly leads into a Twitch question Alyssa had, which uh, reads, do you ever feel like you want to take a break from the podcast and just do things without the pressure of recording? <laughs> like, do you get creative burnout during the campaign and wish you could take more time off, even though you do enjoy this? We kind of, yeah. we kind of just touched <laughs> yeah. on that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, for it's sure. It's a tough dance. Constantly. Yeah. 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 Something I want to do yeah. is I want to be able to hang out with you guys more, you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. But yeah. we're all on different parts of the planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, yeah, I think I'm in a, a season of life where this is genuinely like my primary form of community, and so mm. like I, I don't have a lot of connection outside yeah. of this right now. That's not family, and so, uh, like. I wouldn't want to stop doing something, but sometimes it's like, yeah, it'd be nice not to have the pressure of it being in front of an yeah, audience. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For with sure. the, 
with the audience pressure thing, I think that ties into what Justin was saying, or Justin and Johnny were saying before about like sometimes you kind of just like trust other people to pick up the, the slack. Yeah. And that, I think that's just the benefit of like a group creative work. Yeah. Cause like mm-hmm. yeah. there are times where I've gone into recordings and like I've said, like, oh, it's easy for me to slip in the chat, but sometimes you just, you're just not, you're really not feeling it. Yeah. And I've had mm-hmm. like, you know, an exchange with Osa or an exchange with Ren or an exchange with Rosic that just really, I feel like even though I thought I was going to have like a terrible episode where I was going to be reserved and sort of background, I just ended up having a great scene. And it's just because it was like brought out of me, and yeah, and mm. it makes it makes you feel so much better when you're in one of those moods <laughs> to have that sort of creation moment with somebody. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, that's definitely that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think all of us probably have us one or two stories about a time we came into a session feeling really crappy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here today. And by the end of it, we're like, I'm so glad. I Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, um, like, and we probably each have different degrees of identification with this, but like, I would love more community. I would love more hang time with you. I would yeah. love more like, you know, <laughs> like, but also like knowing that that's hard to manage like Danny was getting at just logistically and stuff like this is such a sweet spot for me of like a bit of hang time and fun like a creative space like something that I'm sharing with the world it's like it's this really interesting thing yeah um that like this keeps me going in a great way so I always look forward to this um and even in like those rough days, like which does happen, yeah. like I feel grateful right after the episode, sure. um, mm-hmm. or just really frustrated at the cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it just adds Sorry. to that frustration. I yeah. I channel oh, my yeah. frustration into those cliffhangers. <laughs> into cliffhangers, like oh this will this will piss really them get off. Him. Yeah. <laughs> just, Justin just sitting by himself before the recording, like oh, oh, this so, I'm, I'm at such a bad day. I'm gonna make sure these guys just have a t- <laughs> so frustrated. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if there were any cliffhangers involved with the whole Fire Nation Navy fight. But no, I think we stopped right before it started uh, yeah and then i think right before the it started, yeah episode, and right then into it. Yeah, yeah we were able to resolve it in yeah. one episode mm-hmm. but we should talk about that also i do want to talk about ren becoming pyro lord because like i said i was <laughs> so very involved emotionally so in that good. sure <laughs> so yeah like, was there I a question there to, i just sort of came to and ren was a king of pirates well, that was, and I was like, <laughs> there were those two episodes one episode when you and nick couldn't come to a recording um and yeah. so we had to we found a way to get rosic and shay out of the story and they had gotten captured by pirates um <laughs> and so like it literally modeled the fact that you guys were like what is happening right now because your characters just woke up and you're like ren is the what <laughs> i'm sorry huh <laughs> wait what were you we've won all right yeah that was one of those like ridiculous feeling like came out of nowhere like oh we this went way better than anyone could have expected i all of a sudden i'm in charge of this group (laughs) so it was it was it ended up being something i remember like you rolled it wasn't a miss maybe it was a miss it was a it might have been a weak hit and I was trying to think of like what the complicate because it was a pusher luck, I think. And I was like, what is that complication? And I think Johnny and I had the exact same idea at the exact same time. And Johnny was like, well, what if you and I'm like, and I'm like, I know you and I. Yes. And I had intended it to be something a little bit more tense. I had intended it to be something a little bit more like 
um, at any moment, these pirates could turn on Ren. Like, that's how tenuous his control of them were. And I don't know, you just roleplayed it really well. Um, like, you immediately, like, latched onto that authority and, like, started, like, bossing people around. And I'm like, I don't know. They, like, they, yeah, that's fine. Let's just roll with this. Let's have some fun with it. I tried in my speech to smooth some of that risk over. Yeah, I was and, that's, like, and that's why I dropped it. Because I was like, I think, okay. Yeah. You, like, somehow hit this sweet spot. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, like, he somehow is, like, giving them, like, enough autonomy to not feel, like, stifled by this new leader. But, like, asserting authority. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, they, yeah. they would respect yeah. that. I, feel I felt like, that. Yeah. And okay. that's why I dropped yes. it. Yes. It was good. <laughs> It was good stuff because I wanted it to be I like that was the that's why I wanted it to be a complication. I wanted it to be like you have to be very careful about every move you make going forward because it could go wrong like that. Yeah, you step with your left foot first instead of your right. They're gonna no kill. seriously. Like I wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to be like every now I'm just move watching you make my is... feet. But it, it was yeah. fun, and then we had that naval battle, which I thought was a, a ton of fun. Um, yeah. Well, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Imagine we the can't gloss over. imagine the amount of pressure, guys, guys, guys. Gloss over, but I just want to say, wait, what's up? What's up? Where you're glossing over us killing one of our main antagonists? You're just oh, completely yeah, skipping over. The... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Osa disappeared. And Osa yeah, okay. like and you guys were just like let's skip all that and I... go to the boat fight <laughs> which yes, i completely forgot about that i still I the order i forgot the yeah, order which happened it, it all had it was a wonky order i still to this day maintain that i wish in that moment when rosic was looking at liko and shay and ren that he kicked liko in the face or whoever was holding him and went with Ren to go meet Iron. I think that would have been so interesting. Yeah, but I just don't see Rose like doing that. I no? could have seen. I could have seen. I could have. Yeah, I think. Nah, I, I was think also some, surprised at Monroe. I was surprised. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if if things had gone differently in that exchange. I don't think things would have gone the way Ren wanted them to anyway, oh, because have. Osa had a moment of balance. Yeah. I had all of my like destiny <laughs> things I yeah. could do. Like there's so much stuff oh, for sure. that Osa could have done to like reverse the oh, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But it just would have been so interesting if there is now this rift established in the party of like yeah. Rosic went with Ren mm. against the wishes of Che and Osa and Liko. I think I think it would have been it would have yeah. introduced really interesting yeah. dynamics amongst the five of you. Yeah. yeah. What I was really surprised by in that scene was uh Ren sort of insisted on, you know, doing this whole thing on his own. He had had that conversation with uh Iron. Um I was like I'm so glad he didn't bring the fucking pirate army in here. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, I know, because uh, I, I don't think I don't think I think we would have been very hard pressed to do anything against you. Um, but I do think mm-hmm. I like and I don't I'm not trying to say like, oh, you made this mistake because if you had just done this, we would have lost. But I was like, I thought it was very it's very characterizing for Ren to make that decision to do that alone. Um, mm. because he had decided to do it without us, right? So why would he consider doing it with these random pirates that he just met? Um, 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. I thought it was cool, but at the same yeah. time, I was really glad. It well, happen. like some behind the scenes, like I know um, I was talking a lot with Steve and Johnny during that time because I was like, really, I wanted to make sure that Osa, like Johnny felt like Osa could confront his destiny in the way that Johnny wanted Osa to confront his destiny to. But we'd also set right. up this really interesting tension with Ren not wanting Osa to confront his destiny. And so like, how do we culminate that mm. like tension between those two characters mm -hmm. in a way that both allows them to pursue what their character wants to pursue, but also respects like the other player's autonomy. And so I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, I feel like not having the pirates be introduced in that scene was a way to like allow johnny to like explore some of that still right like because to nick's point yeah. like if you had introduced the pirates there would have been no autonomy on those side it would have been almost impossible for you to just take out an entire pirate horde right and it was yeah. it was a risk thing too because it's just like while ren is taking this really huge risk on iron um based on his best understanding of and wishes for osa that does not mean that he would take pirates he had met essentially moments earlier yeah you know like a day <laughs> that um, day and then like and then like risk yeah. you know yeah. like you know putting that pitting them against his friends in yeah. an effort to like force the situation for sure um so yeah, yeah. i mean chi blocking che is one thing when he goes in for the hug but yeah, uh that was uh, a little salty about that <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. Oh, i know this is coming <laughs> I felt like it made so much sense given each of their backgrounds, but I felt like one of the most interesting things in all of that was watching Ren and Shay come down on opposite sides of the autonomy question. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Mm. And me trying to use Osa's previous abuse of autonomy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. against uh, oh, Shay. Yeah. Which, which uh, really, would have like, worked was... at the start of the season. I want to be clear. That would have worked on Shay. Mm. He would have been like, oh, you're right. But he had now at this point resolved his whole thing with Liko and like yeah. that that question of autonomy. Mm. So it's like no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think too, like for me, and I don't know if this was where what you guys were thinking about in the moment, but for me, like watching you guys come down on those sides of autonomy, where I think season one, if that question had come up, Che mm. and Ren would have fallen down on opposite sides. Right. Yeah. No, uh, from where they were yep. in that conversation yeah. mm. but like it was almost like at ren's point in that arc it was like this climactic moment where he was becoming a little bit his dad right mm. there and che had already resolved the stuff he had with his dad mm. and knew who he was going to be in opposition to his yeah. father and so like i felt like it was almost this thing of like the the for lack of a better term like those like parent wounds those father mm. wounds like showing up in both and of then, them yeah. but like watching the resolution in che versus the pain that was still in yeah, yeah. that's very interesting mm. if Dog. only we could all learn the same lessons at the same time and then just have a picnic <laughs> well it, i think in che's mind it was also we could do that campaign because... in scum and villainy we'll just have a, a whole a whole nine month picnic campaign oops oops, oops, oops all picnics. so fun <laughs> You're no, out. I think of cheese slices, and you're going to have to go oh find God. some. But we do. <laughs> there is no dairy on this side of the galaxy. <laughs> you gotta go to another way. galaxy oh. to get the dairy. Hold on, give it back. Well, to, you give it back to, to Nick. Nick? Yeah. Nick, Nick has a thing. Nick has a thing. I was just gonna say, in Che's mind, like in that exchange, I think there's also some level of confusion, right? Because for Che, like Ren is his best friend, hmm. is like for all extents and purposes, his model for morality, right? 
Like, well, yeah, <laughs> you had no other, you had no other input. Okay, it's on you. It's hundred percent on you. So, for for him to be like, okay, I got to this place to catch up to you, and then have you be like, but now I'm back over here, was like, yeah. So just on top of him being like, what are you doing? It's like, really, like, why are you doing this? This is, yeah, I, I don't understand. So. As as somebody who loves, understand. as somebody who loves philosophy and moral countries, that that whole sequence I think is my favorite question that we posed throughout the entire two seasons. Like it just it incredible. felt so tense, mm-hmm. and like it was so interesting to see like how your characters approached it and decided to like fall on the sides that they did. Um, yeah, and from like a, a storytelling perspective like it was well earned it was like well founded yeah, yeah. for both of the characters like it, it just made sense and it was like a reasonable yes. thing. so you know sometimes things come up but it's like a little bit like okay i can kind of see where that came yeah. from but that whole thing was like oh like this makes perfect yeah. sense how these characters ended all. up where they yeah. are yeah mm-hmm. that's good stuff it's very good stuff Fast forward to the fight with. I was uh, so mad at all of you. <laughs> I, I know. know. <laughs> I was so pissed. I, yeah, I, I, Steve was like genuinely mad at us for like a week. Yeah. Like genuinely mad yeah. at all. I felt us. like I said that Che was awake during that sequence when you were trying to sneak sneak in, and I thought I thought Steve was going to teleport behind me and snap my neck. I was like, <laughs> there is so like I I there was a lot going on because again we were talking about like okay here's what johnny wants osa's destiny to be and i know like steve has told me what he wants obviously ren wants to stop this and i had to like multiple times call both of them individually and like talk through (laughs) all of the various scenarios that could happen depending on Mm. like if ren was successful bringing iron if he was not successful like i had all these contingencies for like okay here is what osa's destiny will look like should this happen and and none of them happened none of them happened it was all completely different (laughs) yeah you know it was funny too like there was little things like mechanically in there that like steve didn't necessarily know about like justin knew like i was not unmarking fatigue when we rested for osa anymore at that point because like i had decided osa was no longer sleeping which is why like osa was awake when yeah Ren came in the room as well. Like Osa didn't sleep anymore. And he, I was literally just using one of the destiny moves to like unmark fatigue and to like keep Osa going. Oh. Osa didn't sleep. Rough. Mm. Rough. What is what a mic drop? What? How how is that just a thing? You had been None you had mentioned it. If you listen back, you, you mentioned it a, a few times, but yeah. Wow. Yo, that's yeah. awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I just want to be really clear. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. And then you, uh, well, I just you... want to say for the record that we all should have trusted Iron and that he was <laughs> uh, decent ish. Yeah. I mean, to Nick's point about Che, like earlier yeah. in the season, Osa was doing things. If you had come, if, if you had talked to Iron and had your idea 10 episodes yep. earlier. Osa would have been 100% on board and not questioned it if you'd just been like, hey, let's go talk to Iron together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I remember those days when I was pushing back against that. I was like, I you should not be thinking about I run this way. Yeah. We cannot do this. Do not trust him. And I was hoping that there was enough of that thread still in Osa that he might at least be like, okay, maybe I'll go with Ren to speak to Iron. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he, he might have, yeah. but Ren didn't really give him that opportunity. No, yeah, he kind of just took it into his hands. Yeah. Uh, and then you killed. I think we should move yeah, on. Yeah, you killed. Uh, oh, sorry. You killed the yeah. villain. Um, mid-season again and i had to totally like oh yeah readjust uh <laughs> what the end of the season would be yeah, and you know what right. that trend will continue justin so just get ready no i won't i'm gonna make sure of it i'm gonna make sure that it doesn't happen again nope. uh the more you fight the more episode episode <laughs> one is coming you're just gonna kill everybody you meet just in case you meet the villain everybody just in case they're the villain yeah mayor dead <laughs> oh, if they are a mayor or seem a little Dead. villainous Ow. So, in, <laughs> yeah in scum and villainy <laughs> probably not gonna run into a lack of characters oh, God, i do want to say yeah. there's a he- there's also a hedging bets dynamic that i don't think was pronounced or brought forward that's fun to talk about here with ren's pirate lord stint um like something i had imagined for ren's like end state was like okay how does your story work out possibly if things don't work with osa and you lose all the people you don't want to lose and you fail to keep this group together and we had already developed this thread of like ren as leader ren as like commanding voice when he needs to be um and then i saw the pirate kind of like cluster and the like itinerancy thing like floating around not Mm. having a rooted place as a home like as like themes that could be brought together if Ren lost everybody else. Hmm. Like I could see him becoming like an embittered, hardened pirate yeah. who still has a soft spot for his own crew and just like hmm. latches on to a group that will stay with him, maybe even if it's under his command. Yeah. Yeah. And like I that was like not a happy ending, but it was an ending that had some aspect of what he could preserve sure, in yeah. this world. I love that. Um, and yeah. that was kind of like my backup plan. If Osa was like, I'm gone forever, gone and now forever. I'm a spirit. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you really latched onto that. In, <laughs> you latched onto that in season one, and that was not something um, I think you know either of us had come into this podcast thinking would be a part of Ren's story. Um, and you just kind of latched yeah. onto it, and and I was like happy to introduce some of those things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In the end, so, I didn't need to be a pirate king or whatever we called it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think we're gonna get no. I oh, sorry, hmm? sorry. No, I was like, I wanted to talk about how Ren had literally just become a pirate lord, and then oh, now you have to lead this entire army in naval battle. Yeah, Che, he was <laughs> no fine. big deal. Che no big probably deal. felt a little bit of pressure yeah. there. <laughs> it was a lot. It was interesting the dynamic because it was like I'm not allowed to grieve because I just have to like all of a sudden perform. Yeah, like, I have to lead yeah. these yeah. pirates and like. You know, um, that was interesting, like forced stoicism for Ren mm. for like a longer period. Um, but other than that, like everybody played their part and uh, it worked. It was so good for me to have so much going on with Che after after the fight with Iron, because it meant that I did not have to talk to Ren <laughs> about what just <laughs> happened. Yeah, because Che felt horrible because like. To some extent, Che is, like, on a level of pragmatism that, like, he essentially can't... You can't betray him in a way that matters to him if he loves you, right? Mm. It's basically basically that. There's, like, there's probably some line out there that, like, 
somebody could cross but like you guys we had like built this family and che was just not gonna let it go yeah and mm -hmm. so that's why he was so concerned with the autonomy of osa's decision what osa wanted to do because it's like well even if he becomes a spirit then we'll go visit him in the spirit world or we'll yeah. you know we'll figure out some way to hang out yeah. with it was always just like i want them to do what they want to do i want them to be happy and then we'll just figure it out from there um but like having Rosa that decision where Sorry. like now os is gone and we don't know if it worked out mm. and maybe this was bad uh because it looked bad when osa was sort of taken by the necrosis and disappeared yeah um so yeah i think i think ren really could yeah. have gone for che in that moment i think we did end up having a conversation um about it um because then Liko left <laughs> yeah and Liko left immediately yeah yeah uh, well i was gonna say rose didn't even have the choice of avoiding anyone because he had all of us as letters so he had to approach at least everyone <laughs> <laughs> really like why did you give these to me <laughs> what a burden emotionally yeah oh genuinely i think <laughs> oh. Well, I was just gonna say, like the reason that Osa gave them to Rozak is because of what we talked about earlier of mm -hmm. of Rozak's role as kind of the protector yeah. of the group, and so Osa felt confident that as the group's protector, Rozak is gonna give these to people when they're ready to get yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, so Liko yeah. left again, but she had left a letter for Che. I don't remember if I actually ended up reading it on air. There's so many letters. Uh, you, but you did. did. I think. Yeah, you did. Okay, I read Liko's. I don't know if I read Osa's to Osa's letter to Che, uh, but those two letters are the only reason his entire worldview didn't like crumble after mm, mm. Liko abandoned him again, mm. <laughs> and his plan with <laughs> Osa's autonomy seemed to have failed. Like also, yeah, um, because specific both of, like they had very similar themes in that both of them were like take care of everybody. Yeah. yeah you, if anyone can do it you can yeah and uh this is kind of what you really mm. need to hear yeah um that's interesting so yeah that i yeah johnny those letters were fantastic they were great incredible. <laughs> they were incredible yeah they were do we got all of them too right i think we were able to read all of them i really don't remember if i read mine yeah i don't remember either we should go back yeah we should go back and, and then yeah. Make sure that it is yeah. released for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's I a, know, I'm pretty maybe sure Rosic read his alone. Yeah. <laughs> Osa's letters. Well, because <laughs> well, if, if it didn't come up in the narrative, like that's not the story. You know what I mean? Like it. it... Yeah, I know. I hear you. It's yeah. offline yeah, material. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think Ren read his before the assault in Kyoshi yes. Island. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which, before we mm -hmm. get to that, um, I guess it's like in the midst of this. Uh, I totally forgot. Like Liko left. Monroe uh, like yeah. texted me, and she's like, "I want to betray Kavo." I'm like, "Okay, um, <laughs> all right, great." Now I know that that's what you're gonna do going into it. Unlike last season when I thought you were all on board and then you betrayed, which was fantastic. Um, but now I know. Now a little bit more prepared for it. Now yeah. I know you want to betray Kavo, so I can prepare for that. Um, and that scene with her and Guru Patik is also is also one of my favorite scenes. I think, um, 
in all of the second season. I love the like mm. emotional, like cathartic bits. That's like where I'd, I'd thrive. So that was fun to like <laughs> be thinking of. I, I didn't even think about that. I just was thinking like, I want there to be some resolution for Liko and, and her whole story. Um, and that was fun to, to improv with her. Monroe was always, she, it's always fun improving scenes with Monroe. Brought it to the table. She was incredible. Slapped it down on the table. We miss you, Monroe. We can't wait for you to come back. Miss Monroe. Hear this message, but, Monroe. Hear this message. Return. But the whole, the naval combat. <laughs> that was super fun. Dude. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was so fun. I, I had fun uh-huh. being for for a change che was the the uh the comedic relief character <laughs> the chaos was, yeah uh because you didn't have bending i didn't have bending yeah um, you couldn't bend couldn't no. bend and i had to deal with the tortoise because no one else wanted to touch it so <laughs> it was just me and this That's lion turtle so the cursed turtle yeah. with a balloon with a balloon here, right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so many questions about the balloon alone, but it's so funny because it's a scene that you just <laughs> you just <laughs> expect Helium. Shay to be a part of like a naval it? battle. <laughs> Put it there. Uh, don't oh think too gosh. hard about it, Johnny. Uh, yeah, we just captured a lot of farts. Helium. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh yeah the naval battle is fun let's get let's get into the meat of the arc though the assault on kiyoshi island let's talk about the assault on kiyoshi island that was what is there to say i was successful let's just move on (laughs) so many so many prongs who said in the twitch chat so many prongs all the prongs Alyssa says a lot of prongs there are a lot of prongs it ended up being a a, a a four prong plan i believe a whole fork, right? F- it, yeah, a whole fork of a plan. A whole fork of a plan. Yeah. That was a, that was a <laughs> forking plan, right there. That was a fork. That was plan, so. Man. <laughs> that was right around the time I started using the adamant move. Uh, this is a victory. Was, uh, this was a victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like that like move. you just constantly <laughs> kept throwing like horrifying stuff at us for that whole assault. And I'm really <laughs> glad I had that move because I was I could yeah. just be like. Go no, I, I, I was this. like, "Why?" I was like, "Why is Co here?" <laughs> well, because I I wanted yeah, that was the worst. I wanted like this to I I wanted the assault on Kyoshi Island to be the like lead up to the climax of the season, right? right. And so mm. like this felt like it had to be a big moment. I think in the same way that like um, when you were in Half Moon Bay. And started finding out like, oh, Nauzo has this sort of level of control over the Daili and the Earth Kingdom. Like that level of like, okay, now the final is coming. Um, yeah. And so like it had to be big. Like it had to be that this became the place where Kava was collecting all of the spirits that he had gotten to his side here on mm. Kyoshi Island. And that's why everything was so horrific there yeah in in season one and in season early season two the group ran into spiritual things and like there was the mini co-spirits in season one and and like there were crazy things the group had run into but 
as far as being with the group, Shoban had never seen anything particularly crazy. Yeah. Everything he'd interacted with had been pretty grounded yeah. up until that this point moment. where he gets contacted by Osa spiritually <laughs> and he's like telling him everything that's going on and brings him to the Southern uh, <laughs> Water Tribe to connect with the group. He reconnects with the group. He's like, okay, there's this naval battle. We'll figure yeah. it out. And then runs into Ko with Rosak. <laughs> so yeah. like, that's like the first time Shoban had ever like seen a spirit. That's such a rough start, yeah. too. Yeah, like at the end of everything. Yeah, (laughs) starting at a thousand miles an hour. (laughs) Yeah, that's when um, that's when I had went to try to distract Ko and Justin was like, Danny, if you cannot, you Danny can't show emotion on your camera. And I was like, I have Tourette's. Well, I we didn't do it in the first season because we weren't on video. But I was like, we're on video now. It'd be fun to like have like our listeners and watchers like watching us be like, oh, Danny has to keep his face emotionless. Oh, that was such a terrifying sequence. (sighs) Good stuff. Ren Ren killed his mom, dude. Ren Ren killed his dropped her like a rock. Start talking about that, Steve. Oh, I mean, not really. Uh, <laughs> that was a very hard scene to play because of all yeah. the things happening. Yeah, the complexity of Ren's emotional state. Like, yeah. I just didn't know how much to tap into sorrow immediately and how mm. realistic that would be. Yeah, it was more like confusion, well. horror, shock, numbness. Like, I don't. I, it's like ah, yeah. So no, I think that made sense. Yeah, I mean. When you think you're attacking like uh, a monster that's pretending to be your mom, but then you end up actually killing your own mom, you know, like there's yeah. no like category for that kind of horror or trauma. So you don't have a script. Yeah. You don't have I a script really didn't know what to do with it. No, I'm no, not, I don't. I, I wasn't. I pull it up right now. I have a whole document <laughs> ready for that if that ever happens to oh, me. Yeah? You got yeah. a whole like Killing little parents. checklist of like what <laughs> yeah. to do if you yeah. accidentally murder your mom because you think she's a spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that's happened to Justin yeah. three you times already. Yeah, it's Crazy. weird how many times it's happened to me. Killed his mom three times. Thanks for normalizing this. This goes into a whole nother conversation that we don't have to have right here and right now. But like, I feel like all of us tend to hold back a little bit when mm-hmm. when emotions are heightened mm. and like we're in character like i don't think any of us have ever gone like full send in into it sure. really but that was one of those moments where i feel like steve you you played it so well yeah. that it was hmm. like i got really choked yeah. up in that moment was, just like ooh. experiencing ren discovering that this was in fact yeah. his mom hmm. and now she's dead yeah. and he did it like it was, you can it was so you cool. can thank johnny for that twist too well, yeah, you yeah. set it up with that expectation oh, yeah. of like yeah. promising yeah. Ren that, like, remember, it's not her. It's not her. And it's that just... was literally the moment, the moment Shoban said that, I was like, it's definitely her. It's all <laughs> <laughs> I want to clarify. I, I, at, at no point, evil. did Shoban or I mean that it is not physically her. Yeah. I meant. No, I know She's what you meant. <laughs> not herself right now. She's not herself right now. Yeah. And so it is. It makes sense, but it is like still like both in and out of character. A little bit baffling that I meant like she's being manipulated, and Ren heard that is a different, <laughs> that is a different person. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think uh, even even if like Shoban and Ren were on the same page, there that like she's being controlled like she's not in control of her actions that's the emotional impact of that still would have been there right 
Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. even if Ren realized that, it would still hurt and suck to be like, I yeah. just killed my mom. <laughs> yeah, my uh, it was it was obviously low key in the you know because so much was going on with Ren, but this was actually the first time, I think the only time that Che went off script like intentionally and like did not follow a plan mm. that was mm. set out, yeah, that he yeah. set out technically yeah. because he really wanted to know where Liko was. Where Liko was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, <laughs> there was like the fake out in later on uh, with uh, Kavo. Yeah. Uh, but that was more of like trying to just trick Kavo. Trying to trick Kavo. This was just... Mm. I'm going to do something selfish for once. Just everybody. <laughs> Let's. Everybody Speaking of that, um, I mean, obviously at the end of this, we get Rosic leaving with Ko. Um, mm. And then that kind of like. I So there was actually a moment there where I had thought this would be another downtime section. Um, and I think I had told you all that it was going to be like a, a break in between the end of the assault on Kyoshi Island and where we pick it back up in the next episode. And you and I, Danny were like, I was trying to set up. I had an entirely separate, like yeah, new yeah. thing to introduce. <laughs> um, we had a whole heist. Well, and you know what? I think too, like had, had we not had Liko alone, Right? Had that not been the episode in between been, yeah. the end of the assault of Kyoshi Island and like, you know, the next quote unquote arc, um, it would have worked. But I think because of what happened in Liko alone, which we can talk about that episode as well too. Um it, we have yeah, to. yeah. We have to and we should. Yeah, I think we have um, to. <laughs> that was that was tough to write. It was a tough one to I, I enjoyed just sitting there and just silently crying with my mic muted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's it's very rare in your own life to have an experience and be like, oh, this is this is gonna change me irrevocably, irre- mm. right? Mm. But uh, very slightly more often you get to do that with you know a character you're playing in a ttrpg yeah and i think that is uh one of the coolest parts of playing a ttrpg mm-hmm. because it is so i don't know if the word is cathartic or just like blindsiding or just crazy to experience because the whole world means something different to chain yeah. chain out launcher now yeah. and it has to yeah and it's like what what is it what does it mean what is yeah what gets to say the same if anything yeah. and what what doesn't um that was rough and yeah. I, and it's also rough because so much of the episode too is like reinforcing kind of the relationship that had been built between liko and che um mm. like him just like supporting her and like wanting mm. all right you have this thing that you're trying to figure out let's go figure it out let's go do this thing and him just really wanting to protect her and just fundamentally failing <laughs> and yeah. uh just it was that was rough it was a very yeah. difficult episode <laughs> yeah it was uh, i mean we said it like obviously like you know we didn't i don't think we rolled at all in that episode 
um barely yeah, and I, I had like a very clear view of like where that episode starts and where that episode ends mainly because it had to um you know like we, we had yeah. to we had to end it but then that gives me like a lot of room to be like okay like what is what is this episode like what is going to um how do we tie those loose ends how do we like say goodbye to a character in a way that like feels appropriate and like um full for like satisfying yeah satisfying for like what that character was the entire time my one regret is like in my head as i was envisioning it like i want it like i as as shopan and shay were getting like starting to get ripped apart by like this horde of spirits like i want it Mm. Like I imagined Liko seeing what was about to happen to Che and have that be the moment she was like, I, I have to do this thing in order to save Che. I mm. wish we had gotten like one last thing between Che and Liko. So like I that is one thing I regret. Um but like I don't know I think it's really poignant that we did. Yeah, like I, I actually it, think it still it works, works with better. Ren. It still works with Ren, but like I do think yeah, I don't know. It would have been if, interesting. Like, would would Liko have like done that? Were Che not in that immediate trouble that she saw him? I, and I also think there's the other half of that question is like, would Che have allowed it if he had any power, any exactly? Because mm. all he would have said if he had had a chance to say something to Liko in that moment would be like, "Let me die. Just do not put yourself in that." Sword. Yeah, yeah like Mm -hmm. che would have 100 percent been in the mindset like let's just move on to the next life together i don't even want to mess with this yeah screw it all like yeah but that's not what happened so yeah and like it works out better how interesting would that have been though if that like imagine imagine it changed and it was ren and shoban getting torn apart and then all of a sudden rosa comes back and shay is gone too hmm you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe we find some way to get yeah. Ren and Shoban safe and out. Who knows? We could have had some Deus Ex Machina sort of thing, so we don't have a, a total party. Deus wipe. Ex Rosica. De- Deus Ex so many Rosica. what if ideas. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like what if what if Che and Liko did die in that moment? That would be really for Yeah, yeah. I and Rosica would have risen up as, as new the Fire new Fire Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes, yes we, we know, know. <laughs> what, 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 what are you saying Nick? well i just wanted to say because i wrote this down because i thought of it last time after we were talking about the start of this season and really the start of uh chain Liko's relationship now that we're at the end of it um it was just really interesting to me to think about how like to some extent Liko's relationship with che was always like her moving away from like her tradition and her yes. upbringing yeah, and she broke so many of her prohibitions just just in interactions with Che. With Che, yeah, and yeah. Uh, which prohibitions were part of her playbook, the icon. Um, but it all seemed like kind of for naught, right? Because mm. in the end, to save Che, she lives up to her destiny. She just yeah, she serves mm. the role she was supposed to serve. Yeah. And it's the one thing Jay really didn't want to happen, but it happened to some mm. extent because of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I from from a, a like player perspective, if like I feel like a good GM, which which Justin is, gives 
all the players a chance in the, in the spotlight and like that episode like really it, it, by default especially with what was going on behind the scenes was spotlight on Liko the whole time but i just have to say like as a player any any listeners who play ttrpgs like give yourself permission to be a side character yeah. while another character another player is the main character yeah. it is so satisfying to spend just the, an entire session not being the focus sure. and like being a cheerleader for another yeah. player it is so, it is incredible like genuinely incredible yeah. yeah i mean like in some ways that um when we did like osa's last test it was the same sort of thing right like that's focusing yeah. on osa we just did the um project spark in the dark like that's that's all about shay right like so i'm i'm with you they're fun you can do it you don't have to do it when it's like the dire end of a character too like you can you can do it when you can just do it in the middle of like a campaign like have have mm-hmm. one episode be about a character and like follow them movies do that right like you you have exactly. just the focus on one character sometimes or tv shows there might be an episode that's just one character Sometimes you can get a yeah. lot of like them silent episode that's or a practically dialogue free episode about a flying bison. Yeah. Let's um should we do Great a silent episode? episode? Let's do a silent episode next season. Steve? Yeah, what is we'll Buffy do a silent and it's one of the best episodes of Buffy. Sil- Rue alone. I'll try to I'll try to find a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It in there. I don't want you talking in, in third person either, like narratively. Like I just want a totally no, no. like like two hour yeah. silence. And after the third we'll all talk about how Mime crazy everything. it was mime everything no wait we should do an episode where it's just rue and lemmy oh that'd be and fun johnny voices lemmy and no, justin justin's the gm <laughs> you, to, oh, you voice lemmy and rue lemmy's an npc yeah, yeah i have to do it i'll do oh, lemmy yeah, yeah 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 we could that'd be really funny yeah, so oh, i mean justin get, get, alone get chad in there if you're justin alone yeah 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 oh gosh which I don't think we ever actually like addressed it with finality on like, air, but Chad is dead. I just want oh, to throw it out there. No! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Chad, I'm kidding. Like that. Chad, Chad is... Chad's retired. Chad, is, Chad, Chad retired, retired very early. He invested in cryptocurrency. Um, ended up making a ton of money. Naturally, and, uh, he became a celebrity because of his name and alone. Now, now he's retired, but he's also a um, consultant for oh. a bunch of other uh, cryptocurrency companies uh, across four nations. Well, I think I just was thinking about it the other like because we that. we had the the naval battle and Chad got hurt and <laughs> fell in the water. Shoban saved him, and we literally never mentioned Chad again. Yeah. <laughs> Chad I was mean, because like that. he was like, yeah, too much. We we've, we've talked about this. We talked about this last time, but like Chad was no longer interesting, right? There are other things happening yeah. that were far more yeah. interesting than like I'm not going to be the person that's like, what are you doing with Chad? where's rue right now yeah. like i don't care about the uninteresting stuff let's get to the interesting stuff yeah. we can always t- like just put a word and be like we sent chad back to the white lotus he's there now great wonderful mm-hmm. i don't need you to roll also chad that. chad was around for the yeah, assault was, on kiyoshi island he was there yeah yeah because yeah. you were writing because that's yeah i, I read yeah. bro he was like yeah. essential oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so this would not have worked I, without i me. didn't follow the plan at all <laughs> It was kind of like how um, when we went into the spirit portal and we left the spirit world on the other side of the planet and we were like, wait, Rue is still there. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Um, all right. Let's get into let's get into the heist that I spent 
like a decent amount of time setting up with with Danny. That was just but yeah. It's just it's just one of those things where, like you said, Justin, especially with the introduction of Leek alone. Yeah, it was just this is not what the party is interested in doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was i we were like we were recording video at that point too so like if you go back i don't know it's probably on youtube i think you can go back i think you could watch my eyes as i see all of you not caring about this thing that danny and i are setting up <laughs> and me like <laughs> like taking notes mentally and a few notes like virtually too like okay mm, we're gonna have yep. to completely scratch that and change okay mm. awesome i think i can make this work <laughs> But hey, through betrayal of the party, Rosak was still able to kind of lead them into meeting Akora. So there you go. And I think so. I think if you watch it too, if you listen too, you probably hear a lot more clicking in that episode. I usually try and take out as much clicking as possible, but there's probably a lot of more clicking, which is me frantically texting Danny and being like, "Hey, this oh, no, isn't no, gonna no, no, work. No. How about this instead?" <laughs> Me and Justin were just like, <laughs> and you can listen to you can listen to Danny. Yeah. There's like a moment where like it's Brozik being a little confused about why they don't want to do this thing, but it's also Danny being like, "But you guys don't want to do this thing." <laughs> we were just never the entire time to. I was trying to play Brozik as like a, <laughs> a he would just flee like someone who instilled Stockholm syndrome in him for like a whole month. So I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, there was a plot yeah. thread. It's so oh, sorry. I, was, I feel like there was there was like a level of the things that that Rozak wanted to do that wa he wanted the group to help him do that the group didn't have any interest in that it was a direct result of Rozak having left. Yes, like if sure. Rozak hadn't yeah. left, the group would have been into for sure. it. Like yeah. Rosak, yeah. but I feel like the group was at least Shoban was pissed yeah. that Rosak wasn't yeah. there, and then comes yeah. back and, yeah, and says this thing, and you're like, no, for for Che, no, it was like, that. like <laughs> it wasn't so much like a angry that he was gone, just like a, I think there might have been some unconscious part of that, but like yeah. mostly it was just like we can just do that later, dude. Like what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> You know what? Going back to like the first one of the earlier questions, I don't think it was the first question, but whether or not your emotion as a player bleeds into the character. Yeah. Johnny was pissed at Danny for making the decision <laughs> for Rosa to leave the group because it made no sense to me. That led into Chobot. I just love making Rosa like, do things that make no sense, man. It's perfect. <laughs> the spirit There's library. like the goofy, this makes no sense things that Rosa does. Those are so fun. Yeah, that yeah, decision. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when Rosa really big on constructive criticism. Here. Basically, summoned the gigantic <laughs> like hornet in the desert. That was so fun. Fantastic. Yeah, that was a fun That's one. Good. Yeah. yeah, no, uh. that was a plot thread that I don't think uh, came up. Uh, well, I think it might have been detectable, but Che, uh, his like only thing that he was holding on to in that moment was killing. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Cabo. 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 Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent wanted to eviscerate that that being. Um and well, yeah. didn't really have much else figured out from there. <laughs> I mean, you were there with like that sword and you're like, this is our way. No, I have a way. We can do yep. this. And so yeah. yeah. I mean that's funny. Like, you know, in it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, but in in 
they came to it from very different angles, but I feel like after Osa, Che was very certainly the next most enlightened member of the group. Sure. Mm. Yeah. That was just very weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you found your way to it, man. You found yeah. your way. Um, yeah, I think he just, it, after, yeah, after that, and then I think through the the experiences that it took to get finally to Kavo, mm-hmm. um, mm. finishing out the you know the spirit world uh, stuff, Shay was just like he had started to let go of that and started to really cling to the the three that he still had basically, yeah. <laughs> just like because yeah. it's just all he had and. Uh, mm-hmm. He was just like, we got to go save Osa because I can't let someone else go and run it from there. Chase chasing Kavo just in and out of the spirit world, basically. We ride that we rode that lion turtle yeah. ended up in the fog of lost souls. I really <laughs> wanted it to be clear, like how how difficult the decision it was for Che to switch the swords without anyone without telling anyone. Hmm. Because he really, he wanted that kill. He wanted yeah. that hit. Yeah. And, but he knew, he knew that Kava would know that he wanted it. Yeah. And that yeah. Kava would expect it from him. That was a that yeah. was a great such an interesting thought. This was this was a victory for sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting too because like the flip side of that is I feel like none of the other characters asked Che to make any switch like that because nobody was going to be the one to ask to Che to that, yeah. hand over Lee. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I think that was just, it had to, to a certain extent, it also had to illustrate, like, where where is this character finishing? Like, mm. what is... Because he had completed a lot of his arc, but what, where is his journey going to take him? And I think mm-hmm. that's that statement. It's, it's mm. all right, well, I'm going to live with people... That I have left, and yeah. I will do what is best for them, even if it's not necessarily what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Can can we just talk about that insane first confrontation with Cavo in the fog of our souls? Justin, yes, Justin's insane. Like this, none of this was real, yeah. and I was like, what? Yeah. Well, so I, I was like, that was insane. I was convinced uh, was we insane. were gonna die in the fog of lost souls, guys. I, I was, was so, so sure. like, I was going to, um, it was one of those times I was gonna say this too, like, I make mistakes as well, too. I had never one time considered that you all would just want to go after Cabo for what just happened to Liko. I was like, I was literally just thinking content brain, and I was like, we've got a few more episodes left for the end of the season. What am I going to fill it with? <laughs> what are we going to do? And then it was literally a conversation. I was like, oh, yeah, of course they would want to just go after Cabo. And so, like, how can we, like, make this, like, still, like, fill up the season, not fill up the season, but, like, still, like, take some time, but, like, have it, have it make more sense. And that, that was what I, mm-hmm. I came to. Like, literally in the, in that episode, I was texting Davey. <laughs> and that's basically what I said is, like, uh, you know, you know where he is. And then I think I held back on the fact that it, that it wasn't actually, um, where Osa was. Uh, and that it was, it was actually yeah. the Fog of Lost Souls. And I thought that'd be a fun way to, like, tie up, um, 
Brozuk and Decoro because I, I I wanted to make oh, sure yeah, that we addressed that. Them. And the minute you guys didn't want to do the heist, I was like, okay, we have to find some way for for Brozuk to meet Decoro. Um, and this is a good way to like have Cavo have like one last gotcha over you before you inevitably kill him, uh, and have have Brozuk meet Decoro. So. I also yeah. want to point out now that we've gotten to the Okoro and the Fog of Lost Souls, that means that everyone in the party had betrayed Che at some point. <laughs> Shoban had lost control of himself. Osa yeah. had yeah. killed himself to yeah. kill Shi. Uh, Ren had tried to take away Osa's autonomy, yeah. and Rosic had turned them essentially turned them in to. Yep. To to the, yeah. she, she I, I do a little bit take exception to the framing of Shoban, who was brainwashed, <laughs> losing control yeah. of his own mind. To be fair, being a betrayal. To be fair, Che didn't know that he was brainwashed at the time, sure, and that's sure, why sure. it might have seemed like a betrayal <laughs> at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, retroactively, yeah. it was not a betrayal. Yeah, and Shoban, OG, was betrayed by everyone. That is so funny. Uh, but I just, well, it's more about the experience of like how he reacted to it each time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is basically the same way, uh, except for Shoban, <laughs> ironically, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. Danny, fantastic uh, job by the way with that too. Mm-hmm. That was. Um... Oh yeah. Oh, with meeting Okoro. Yeah. You know, I feel like yeah. Rozak was sort of like moving. It was in this phase of just like acting up. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not really knowing how to handle these emotions, and it all led up to that, and that's why he sort of just broke down. Mm. And and that, that I'm really happy with where that thread ended. Mm. Like, uh, you're just a little man. <laughs> and I like I wanted it to. I the minute we had introduced this, I was like, I don't want Akoro to be like Naozao. Like, I don't want him to be this like strong, powerful figure in authority. I wanted it to be Rosa confronted with this idea of like. I had this vision of Okoro as a Naozao type figure, and he is, yeah, he's he's broken. He's not that, and so like, what do I do with yeah. with that? I also really like the idea of him as like, like just the idea of like him being just kind of pathetic in general, just because yeah. that's that kind of person mm-hmm. that would do those things. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It really worked for me. The yeah. moment you you started playing him and voicing him, I was like, oh, the, yeah, this is Okoro. This mm-hmm. this guy makes sense. Yeah. Johnny, I'll, you weren't there. You were not. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. You missed that episode. Yeah, I mean, I listened yeah. to it, but mm. it's a good episode. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been there, Johnny. Been there. Should have. Go back in time, Johnny. <laughs> Dude, this this the spirit squirrel. The was it, the, a squirrel, it was, no, was like it? a lemur. It was like a meerkat. Yeah. It was a lemur. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That was uh, that was another funny one. Uh, oh god, there you go. Lemurs are not meerkats, and our listeners, uh, we we do know that. Maybe just yes, they are, I know they're they I are, know they're uh... different creatures, <laughs> but they're like they're yeah, you know, it's similar. Just a meerkat. They're it's similar. Just, uh, well, no, they're like long. The meerkat no. is like, a, like long, like an otter. A meerkat is like a prairie dog, and a yeah. lemur is a primate. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there we go. It was a lemur meerkat. It was a lemur uh, lemur, lemur cat. Well, the thing is, spirits don't have. I don't think of spirits as having to be like animal hybrids. They can just like be yeah something. 
what if they yeah. want to be who they yeah. want to be yeah it doesn't ang me like it's just like just a monkey yeah it's like just a baboon yeah, yeah. it's just a like, talking baboon yeah in one yeah. avatar one needs someone that's just like a hyena on two legs you know what i mean like it's yeah all right, guys, so we have 20 minutes left, but I don't think there's really anything else to talk about. I don't think anything well, else really happened probably, in the second half of the season. So I think we're just going to end now, yeah, right? That's it. Yeah, that's probably, that's um, probably about it. Before, yeah. I think Steve has to go in a second, um, and I wanted, to, oh. I wanted to ask this question. Honestly, like, the fight is incredible. It's just such a culmination of, like, where your character is, like... I, I yeah. think like we've talked a lot about how all of your characters had their own sort of culminations of their stories and it felt like this final confrontation was your your group's culmination right like you can see how mm-hmm. you have all grown not only as individuals but together as a team and the things that you mm-hmm. are able to accomplish now that you have learned to trust in yourself and trust in each other um and it's it's beautiful but the epilogues what do you like I want to know what you think of the epilogues. I know I sent each of the epilogues to you before, uh, like we record it. Um, was there anything you're like, Oh, I wish this had been a part of it or I wish maybe this had happened instead. And Steve, your I'd love to go. First. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. I want to, I want to know what, was like, where you thought. I was, yeah. I was happy for Ren, um, for how much went well. And I think it was better than what I anticipated. Um, given just the serial loss and how we all responded to the loss mm. throughout this story. Um, and so the strangeness of the dynamic with Osa, like outliving Ren and, you know, them coming to grips with that and just having like, you know, something approximating a normal life together <laughs> um, mm. was interesting. There's the layers of complexity that I think are satisfying, but yeah, I, I was just happy. So thank you. Well, Rosak didn't end up becoming the Fire Lord, so I'm I want to say I'm a little disappointed. But other than that, I think it was really good. <laughs> I was most I was most proud of the Iroh connection for of, mm-hmm. of all of the epilogues. I was I was like, oh, that's a fun tie-in to to the like Avatar show. And it makes sense and it feels fitting. Mm-hmm. For Rosak to be Iroh's like pseudo mentor. Yeah, like you were the one that pseudo that, straight up straight up mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it could have just been like the seeds were planted, right? Like you might not even just be like influence. Yeah, in his influence. It doesn't even have to be like ex- explicit mentorship, mm-hmm. but like just being who Rosak is ended up introducing good into the, the the heart of somebody who will end up being instrumental in, in Avatar Aang's life. Yeah. I feel like that was also Rose like being like, oh, Fire Nation is not making good decisions right now, but also it's a part of who I am. And I want to try to do whatever I can to please stop being evil, <laughs> guys. You know? <laughs> Johnny, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I was I was really happy with the epilogues. I felt like the, you know, where, where we kind of set things up i feel like osa's story is different from everybody else's and that it doesn't end Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um like shoban i was really happy with uh, you know i i I liked having like the little like twist in shoban's epilogue that he is directly responsible for bringing back the thing that kind of destroyed the early part of his life interesting 
I, I liked having that like not not so neat and tidy thing in there. Yeah. We were a great couple, Johnny. Fantastic. <laughs> we killed it. Yeah. But only yeah. because my <laughs> my relationship was destroyed. Oh. 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 So yeah. I, I wanted to finish. That note, I love you all. Yes. Love you too. Bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. See you soon. Che <laughs> and that sword are a not so distant second yeah, for me. Yeah, they're a couple in the loosest of terms. Yeah. Oh god. I think uh and I wanted to finish on Che just because I uh I haven't listened to the episode yet, so I wanted to hear what you guys were thinking. Um I, w- I w- obviously I will at some oh, point. It's just there. hard. Yeah. I was not there. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh it's just hard because uh I've played K- Che for so long. Yeah. Uh and I just I feel bad. You feel responsible for where mm. your character ends up. And mm. uh I just Mm-hmm. I don't think there could have been a worse end for Chainel Launcher than kind of what mm. happened to him. Mm. Um, which mm. is saying something because I feel like there are a lot of terrible things that could have happened to him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just it's just kind of what had to happen. It just mm-hmm. in a lot of like narratively, I wanted to. I keep saying narrative. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> before Che's character it just made a lot of sense to like I I took a step back and I was wondering like what what was the point of this character this character is a narrative device he is a part of a story what was the point of him mm-hmm. and to a certain extent I wanted him to be like the unfailing unfailing friend mm-hmm. um, to have a strength for his friendships that is superhuman inhuman yeah. Uh, but whenever you create like a character that is, you know, a fictional character, there has to be like some give and take, right? Like every every Superman needs his kryptonite, and yeah. and I realized that it had to just be that like he just couldn't let go mm-hmm. of of Leco. Just yeah. it was just mm-hmm. never going to happen. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I I kind of interpreted it as like even though there was that deep layer of tragedy in the the end of chase story as we witnessed it like i think from what the epilogue kind of set up i imagine that he found some happiness in helping yeah i don't want to say like chase yeah chase just had a terrible life i don't want to say that uh (laughs) i just you know it's it's that he was there was always something a little bit a little bit missing a little bit off Um, it was chase he, he lived a very good life very yeah Obviously had a great time with Rosic, would visit Ren and, and Osa and, and Shovan and everybody and mm. it would it would be a positive life, a hundred percent. But yeah. just Yeah. I always I always took it when like when when I wrote that and I sent it to you and like in my head I was envisioning like first off, Chase was definitely the saddest of all the epilogues. Yep. Like it it didn't oh, yeah. really end on a positively happy note, as like most of the others did. Um mm-hmm. like I it's very much I feel like that like lone tortured like gunslinger samurai who's like going around doing good work and finds fulfillment in helping people but like anyone who meets him knows that there's this part of him that is like just sad and like there's nothing that can be done to fix that yeah also I feel like in any situation where 
an older brother has to bury his younger it's it's just gonna be sad yeah. <laughs> it's, i didn't you even know. think of that there's something really good there's something really good about it though mm-hmm. yeah that, that mm-hmm. music is there yeah i the, i will uh uh what did i uh, i actually i wrote something completely different first and i sent it to nick and uh nick was like that's that's too that's too sad that's too like <laughs> that's too, too that's, that's too, too dark. dark it was um yeah uh i i was like oh what if um shay just died like kind of like namelessly defending a village as a very old man from another fire nation attack and he was just so old that he couldn't do it anymore and he just he just died and was buried in some no-name earth kingdom village defending it one last time and nick was like no 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 and i'm like all right all right back to the <laughs> jeez, jeez. we can keep some of that yeah. let's, yeah. let's chill out <laughs> and so and yeah. so I wrote, I wrote that last one and uh i'm trying to remember if i had a first draft of the title i was like the the story of the one-armed waterbender and i think i had another title and you didn't like it and so I was like, what about the earthbender who threw fire? And like, I think about that all the time. You're like, that's a good name. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a good name. That's a good, that's a good name for Che. Yeah. <laughs> should, yeah. I call, should I call it the earthbender who made toilets? <laughs> who made port potties. <laughs> There's old Mr. Potty himself. Mr. Potty. Yeah. There's one or like two two minor pieces of headcanon that didn't make it into that blog because I didn't think about it until after Justin had written them and sure. it wasn't mm. super important. Yeah. But like I, in my head, I imagine that Shoban, whether it was above board or not, put <laughs> everyone from the party on the daily payroll and the, you guys all basically got like a pension from the sure. diary for like the rest that's of super that's lives. so funny. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. That's how Rosic <laughs> opened his university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's University. Totally uh, but then I also imagine that at some point visiting Bossing Say or maybe Shoban coming out and visiting Che, like Che is the only one that Shoban ever would have had a conversation about restarting the mm. the like brainwashing program with. Yeah. And I imagine that Che would have been like unequivocally like that's the worst idea you've ever had. Do not do yep. it. And then Shoban <laughs> still did it like completely secretly. Yeah. Never yeah. Shoban's it. like, okay, then but I just like, won't include you on the project. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like yeah. I think like oh. there was probably like Che would would probably have never known. But anytime he and Shoban were together, it was in the back of Shoban's head that yeah. like I'm doing this yeah. thing and I can't yeah. talk to uh, like, I can use probably this. the one person yeah. I want to talk to most yeah. about it. I almost see it as like you maybe approach Chavy and like, will you help me restart yeah. this in a way that's like ethical and like better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Che's basically like, no, 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 uh, yeah, no. I will like, not. I think like Che probably would have been like, you can't restart that ethically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just and not ethical. It's like, cool. oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, can. yeah. I need to restart it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's That's the only thing so I can do to keep Bossing Say safe. Do you think Shoban was? Do you think Shoban kind of planted that seed of the idea that if Bossing Say didn't think there was a war going on, it'd be safer? I don't know that do Shoban. You? Like, I don't think Shoban planted all like i think he planted the seed that grew into what the daily became yeah right but yeah. i don't think that like all of those programs were totally him like i yeah. think that long fang took what was a really intent well-intentioned idea that yes. shoban had yes and turned it into yeah 
the the worst version of itself. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Turn into absolutely. the whole there is no war in Bossing Say thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, Shoban would so cool. never have been on board with with reprogramming ordinary citizens the way that they were sure. doing by yeah. the time we see it. It almost part. seems like like Shoban and Long Thing would have had a lot of conversations about like isolationism and like trying yeah. to protect bossing say from the war and i think then long fame then took that and made it into what he did yeah totally yeah interesting mm, um super cool if we have some time to like hang around a little bit i'd love to if there are questions i'm not in twitch um but if there are any questions in there um yes 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 let's should, just go through yeah Lightning. and look at some of these questions I'm, I'm happy to, nice. to stay a little bit after um go a little longer yeah i've only got a couple of minutes myself but i'll try and stay a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. all right here's a i'm just gonna start scrolling up from the bottom uh Alyssa has another question she asked if rosic was che's inspiration for morality what what grounded him after he lost his memory of rosic i think he said ren was Who was ren was yeah was oh yeah yeah uh, inspiration really model so morality i think yeah um and i, I tried to roleplay this to some extent Rosic wasn't his like model for morality or any anything deep like that, but I think in a lot of ways, Che just wanted to be like Rosic mm. before he forgot mm. about him mm-hmm. in like a mm. more personal level, like just how he talks to people. And um, I think after the fact, I think obviously Che doesn't have that um, admiration for Rosic anymore. Mm. Uh, mm. And kind of just like settles into his own personality, but that was part of like their early relationship for sure mm. yeah like that um i wish steve was here for this one because another question from Melissa is what song or songs do you think would sum up the journey of the party as a whole as a whole never went down georgia <laughs> that's, a, that's actually <laughs> not a bad uh, one never gonna give Freebird. you up never gonna give you up <laughs> um Freebird. Freebird. <laughs> But just the guitar solo. Just, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely playing during the last fight with. Bono. Oh, that was uh, definitely uh, yes. playing. Definitely. Oh yes. Definitely. Oh god. I still. What, that scene is so cool. I know we kind of skipped over the fight because there's not a whole yeah. lot to say, but kind of stands on its own. Fight. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Oh, that okay. Yeah, okay, it's kind of a questions. difficult question on the spot. <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah, later. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we this like a at Steve. We should make a we should, we should make, make a playlist. We should make a campaign playlist for sure. Oh, yeah. Let uh, me answer that. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, wait. no. Um, Alyssa asked a question uh, regarding the spirit of rebirth. If it was a character that you made up, Justin, or if it was a, if it's a part of canon, I don't think it's a part of canon. Um, I it is now. It is now, well, at least our canon. Um, and I think it makes <laughs> sense that there would be like some spirit in charge of that. Um, it's such an important yeah, concept, like central. It's concept such an important too. concept, exactly. Like the fact that we haven't seen it is is crazy to me. Um, no, it was like when we got yeah. to Osa's last test, I, you know, all the spirits have, or at least like the big ones have like a portfolio, right? Like the spirit of knowledge. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, what would be interesting here? And I don't know. I literally just came up with the spirit of rebirth and the spirit of corruption, like kind of like right before Osa's last test. And 
Yeah. Mm. With the way that the spirits tend to work in the in the canon Avatar universe, like even if even if there isn't like the spirit of rebirth, there's a spirit of rebirth. There's For sure. several spirits of rebirth yeah, out there, yeah. most mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. You know? So no, it's not canon. I wish it was. It's cool. Um yeah. is I think cool. it's cool. <laughs> One of the coolest things that we made up for. <laughs> I, I think. think so. And that there are so Phoenix too is like yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, just, it just makes sense. <laughs> it just works. Just works. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Phoenix, especially because the Phoenix is like one of those mythological creatures that like crosses over cultural boundaries. You have mm-hmm, yeah. something like the Phoenix in yeah. Egyptian mythology, Chinese mythology, Aztec mythology. Yeah. Like you have, it's all over the place. It's, it's everywhere. And it represents the same thing. I also it, it really exists. think, uh, I, I, Kava Palashu, incredible, obviously, but the, the, the God, the, the spirit of madness, uh, Wonderful job with that name. That was love. That was love fun. that character. <laughs> so much, <laughs> so much fun. To play. We have a question just posted. I want to also in Twitch. Fresh if you could see, if you could see any one scene from the campaign, illustrated or animated, what would it be? The fight. That's <laughs> such yeah. a good. I want to see the final fight, dude. I mean, the final fight is Whoa. is kind of a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, like the assault of Kyoshi Island. That's is good. That's Oh, honestly, Liko alone. Yeah, that whole episode would be yeah. Yeah. the the things um, that you could do just the whole second half of season two. Yeah, just yeah. Honestly, Actually, you know what? Yeah. Just our show, the whole thing. Let's just, just the whole thing. The, and um, why show. are we only asking for a specific part? Let's get the whole thing. I, New Patreon goal. Uh, so an animated series. I, I it'd be great. It would. It, it would never work so immediately. Yeah, it would. We get a season desist almost immediately unless we were somehow to work with. Uh, we might get one actual, just for saying the idea out loud. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Um, <laughs> I would. I would love. I would love to see um, uh, when Osa f- takes out She. I think that would be like great to uh, like yeah. being cutting back and forth between the fight on the top of the mountain and like Osa as he's mm. falling. Um, I also. I maybe it's because it was just fun to like see all of your reaction, but like the um, foggy swamp stuff, um, like culminating with like Iron's betrayal, uh, I think would be yeah. a, like pretty visceral. I think in like an animated show, yeah, um, yeah. you know, kind of a different direction, but a much more not a quieter scene, but maybe a funner, funner, more fun scene. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, the, the time we all had to dress and drag to get into the, the <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah that's a good that's a good that would be a good episode for sure yeah. i was trying to do I something really low-key with that it. scene where i was <laughs> trying to say that like che was just like good at makeup and i wanted it to just be like this random little tidbit but then just you were just like no che's terrible you guys all look like crap and because it's so much uh, funnier it's so much funnier <laughs> I don't know. Why is Jay good at it? Why is Jay good at it? It's true. That's that's don't GMs don't don't do that. Take what your players yeah. say. No, it, you could it. go either. It was funny. It didn't yeah. matter. I really want to see the season two Halloween episode animated. Oh. That'd be really spooky and cool. Yeah. Uh, oh. I literally have to leave this hotel room. Uh oh, okay. So you guys you guys keep having fun. <laughs> I will uh, they're kicking us out. Goodbye. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nick is getting kicked out of the I don't think we're ever going to see Nick again. I don't think we're ever going to see Nick again. I think that was the Mafia. Uh, Lost Nick's Mafia. We'll find his body in the Nevada desert. But, uh... <laughs>
Oh, oh. sad. Well, we miss you, Nick. <laughs> Such tragedy. Such tragedy. Uh, I was going to ask, no um, one's here. It's just the three of us, but uh, I was like asking <laughs> what your favorite uh, episode pun is. Oh, I that's, have, a, just, that's a hard one. I just love the um, air glider. Air scooter. I hardly know her. That's always going to be my favorite. Oh, that's a, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that, honestly, I think that one might be my favorite. It's up there. It's up there. <laughs> you know what's funny is when Danny and I, I asked that question of Danny when we were prepping for this, and I finally got one that Steve wrote. So there is a section of season one when Johnny and Steve and I were trading off editing. Um, and so it was like every, what, three weeks we would edit an episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Steve wrote, where is it? I see you, Ren, I see you. And literally oh, from yeah. the moment he, like I saw that and I was like, I don't, what is the pun? I don't, I don't get the pun. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. Danny said it when we were prepping and I'm like, I'll see you when see I you, see you. you. Oh, you're see you. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you still went for went with it. You're like, all right, yeah. I, well, cause I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna like mess with Steve and be like, Steve, that's not a funny pun. What is that? Like, change the episode title. <laughs> like, I see you, Ren. And it was I always, it was always this thing too. There were, it, was, it was always this thing too, where like I'm looking at all of them. They're like all puns, and then I would look at that one and be like, I don't get it. What is what's the fun? <laughs> I will I will fully own to the fact that there were plenty of times during that season where Steve would put something and I would just be like I would send a text to both of you and be yeah. like that was not a good title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Steve Steve was struggling with the puns, but that's okay. Yeah. They murder murder <laughs> she floats. Oh the irony. These are all good ones. Well, some season two ones or some Yeah. What? <laughs> that wasn't really a pun, but oh, I was still like Danny. Che now, Che later. Che now, Che later. <laughs> for some reason, uh, specifically, I feel like specifically, it might have been the end of season one or beginning of season two. A lot of people were saying the word now after they said Che. Yeah, Che now, now. And so I was like, oh, that's funny. Or like, <laughs> or, or Che now. <laughs> Uh, that would have been a good title for a Che centric episode. It, it's Che Space Now. Che Now. Che Now. That is funny. <laughs> che Now. Che Now. Uh, e two tribute. I'm proud of that one. Tribute. <laughs> uh, did um did either of you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, I mean I we are getting ready to record external containment bureau um we're mm-hmm. recording that next week uh and we're also about to record a character creation for scum and villainy uh which will be patreon exclusive i'm really excited to see like what comes uh out of that mm-hmm. and then yeah september 24th i believe is at least when scum and villainy uh, is launching its uh, first episode. We'll be live for that. Uh, Steve and I still need to figure out exactly when uh, Avatar Legends will continue, uh, but it should be sometime in that week or, or the week before. Yeah. So 
Are we uh, are we streaming for ECB? Because that's gonna be some odd times, right? No, we will not be streaming for ECB. So that yeah, okay. I was. Thank you for bringing that up. I was gonna mention that we will be not live for the next month, um, leading up to uh, Scum and Villainy and Avatar Legends campaign. We are going to be recording ECB offline, uh, and then we'll release it audio only. Um, and that just gives us some time to. We're basically gonna record like the whole campaign in like one sitting um which gives us like then gives us a month to kind of like prep for the campaigns coming up so you'll still get content um but it won't be streamed live and yeah you'll still hear us uh you just won't see us you could look at pictures of us while you You could look at pictures of us (laughs) um we can post some pictures in our discord and you can just stare at our faces while we're talking i did have you know it's funny i was editing um the video for something and i was texting nick at the same time and it was this weird moment of like huge cognitive dissonance because i'm like listening to nick talk as i'm reading nick's text to me and they're two completely different things and i was like who what am i talking to what is nick saying right now because i was just like it was really hard <laughs> to separate like reading nick's text and listening to his voice at the same time and i've never had yeah. that it was a weird moment i've never had anything like that before. i have I I frequently have almost the full inverse where like somebody will text me while I'm watching or listening to something and then I am texting them back and then I will find myself just starting to type what I'm listening what you're to instead to. Yeah, of what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, wonderful. Uh that is a campaign wrap on Flying Bison podcast. I had a blast. It was incredible. It was incredible. Uh, we are not done telling stories in the Avatar universe, though. Steve will continue that uh, come September, and we will be playing Scum and Villainy. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to us talk about ourselves, which is so weird, but I think it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to get some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and just kind of laugh with us as, yeah. we, as we chat. Uh, and we will see you... Uh, we will not see you live next week. You will hear uh, External Containment Bureau next week, though. Um, and we will see you live on September 24th, at least, for Scum and Villainy, episode mm-hmm. one. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 The Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game, and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. Intro music is Dizu by Senbei, and outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Menke. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes.